Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. Welcome into another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. I'm Brian Tripp, your host, and we're joined now by the new associate head coach of the Penn State men's basketball program, Adam Fisher. Coach, it's great to see you again. Thanks for the time. Hey, Brian. Great to see you, man. Great to see you. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Take us through the last couple of weeks for you. It's, I'm sure, been a whirlwind as you make this change here and you come and join Coach Shrewsbury's staff in Happy Valley. Yeah, it's been quite the change. There's no palm trees in Happy Valley, Brian. So I'll tell you that. Um, long story short, basically, um, when Coach got the job, just sent him a text, basically saying, my alma mater's in great hands. I wish you all the best. And uh, he texted me back a little bit later. Hey, can we talk tonight? Um, him and I spoke. Um, and my wife and I absolutely loved his vision for Penn State, his family values. And our values, our core values just aligned right away on what he wants to do here. So uh, we, we knew that night that we'd be moving to Happy Valley. Um, so we were excited. And um, from there, we basically uh, jumped on a plane with our, our five-month-old for the first time, had to get the baby face shield and, and all that on the plane. And we flew in, um, came in, we met Coach Shrewsbury, his whole family, his wife and four children. Um, and they were absolutely fantastic. Um, so that was something really exciting. And after that, we went back, packed up Miami house and, uh, everything I think is in storage right now and, uh, looking for a house in state college. So obviously you had coach Shrewsbury's phone number. What was your relationship like before? How, how did you know him and what was that relationship like? Yeah. So he, he had a great run, obviously with the Boston Celtics for six years and my former boss, coach Laranega, who was the absolute greatest, his son, was also on staff as an assistant coach with the Celtics. So I think name came up through there. And, you know, after uh, we played them this year in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, Purdue. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we only scored 14 points at the half, and I was the offensive coordinator. So I was surprised he called me about the job. But we did come back to win that game. Um, but we texted a few times and, and just kind of talked on the phone a little bit. But just basketball stuff. He's such a basketball guy. I wanted to pick his brain and, and learn from him. Um, and that was kind of the, the extent of the relationship. You mentioned that uh, your alma mater is in good hands. You're a 2006 Penn State graduate, head student manager. You're on the staff with Coach Tuchelis. You came back and worked a little bit with Coach Chambers as well at Penn State. So how does his values align with yours and not only your values, the values that, you know, Penn State University has? You know, I, I think he, he he's a hard, hard worker, Brian. He's going to bring that energy and excitement, that blue collar mentality here. Um, and he's such a family person. You know, the first time him and I spoke, he talked about my daughter, Olivia, by name, my wife, Rebecca, by name, like those little details go a long ways. And, you know, he told me, I want your family around, you know, I want my family around. So that was something really being a new father. That was something really important for me to hear. Um, and then when it comes to the basketball, you know, he wants to recruit great student athletes. You know, a lot of schools might say it's only about basketball and business decisions for him. It's like, Hey, you're going to get a great education here. Like academics are important. We are going to get on you. And then, you know, he talked about the community, which I think is so important here. And that was something that really was such a positive thing for me to hear. Like he knows this community loves hard workers, loves when you 
give everything you can back to Penn State. And I think this community and the alumni are going to see that. So all those values kind of align and uh, excited, excited for what, what he'll be able to do here. And they're just excited to be here with him from day one. I know you did another interview and you mentioned that it's hard as someone who hadn't played collegiate basketball or basketball overseas to elevate yourself as an assistant coach and now associate head coach at your alma mater, Penn State. So how have you done it? How have you changed since the last time we saw you in Happy Valley? Oh, eight years ago. Changed a lot. I'll tell you that a lot. I've been married, have a child now just on that stuff. Um, but Coach Laranega is the absolute greatest teacher. And so when I left to be the director of basketball ops there, he was grooming me to be an assistant coach during that time. So, mm -hmm. you know, the staff then was Eric Conkle, Mike Huger, Chris Caputo. They were so great as assistant coaches in keeping me in the loop on recruiting, letting me sit in on recruiting calls just so I could hear how they did it. Um, so that was something big. He always is preparing you for your next step, Coach Laranega. So that was something big for me. Um, and then, you know, it just happened to work out. I was actually going to take a job at Bowling Green State University to be an assistant coach when Coach Mike Huger became the head coach. And the day before I left, Coach L called and asked me to come back. I was excited. And he told me it was to be the ops guy again. Um, and that's how much I just trusted Coach L. He just said, hey, next time I have an opening, I'll, I'll bump you up if you come back. So I uh, thank him and his wife because Mrs. Laranega was huge in that, that conversation. So I went back and he was awesome. When I got on the road, you know, it's first overwhelming. Never been an assistant coach. Here you are trying to recruit in the ACC and you got Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, you name it, sitting near you. But he kind of took me under his wing as a head coach, which I don't think you see all the time. And my first four or five road trips, he was with me everywhere, teaching me the ropes. So that was something that was so great for me. Um, so I think that prepared me to get to here. Um, so I'm very grateful to Coach L for those experiences. How difficult was it then to leave Miami working with Coach L to come to Penn State, even though you know the potential that Coach Shrewsbury and the program has? Yeah, it was a really difficult decision. He's been so great to not only myself, but my family. When my wife and I got married in Philadelphia a few years back, he came in a couple days early because there was going to be a hurricane in Miami. Like not a lot of people do that. Um, so to have him at my wedding was something so special. He really, him and his wife and his extended family, you know, his sons and their families kind of became family to us since we didn't have any family in Miami. Um, but coming after talking to Coach Shrewsbury, coming to Happy Valley, it literally checked every single box we were looking for. And this is probably the only job we would have left for. Um, so again, it didn't even check some boxes. It literally checked every box except the weather, which I think is going to be great. We're going to get used to playing in the snow here again and all that. Um, <laughs> But every box was checked after talking to Coach Shrewsbury. What's it take to build a successful program? You know what it takes to have success. I think Miami, in some ways, you want to carry some of that same formula over to Penn State working with Coach Shrewsbury. So you know the unique challenges, you know the unique opportunities, you know the great assets that Penn State has. So how do you put all those experiences together and put together a successful program at Penn State? I think it first starts with your staff and coach Shrewsbury has done that. I think he has brought in great people. You know, he, he's got a diverse group of where we've been, our basketball experiences, but everybody, again, their core values all align. So I think the experience of the staff is important. And then it's all about your players, right? They're the ones making shots. They're in the classroom, they're in the community. So I think recruiting the right student athletes is something really important. People that we want to represent Penn state the right way is important. And then obviously, you know, all that leads to winning. We got to win. And we know that, but I think when you get the right staff, 
you bring in the right student athletes, you build an amazing culture. And I think that's what Coach Shrewsbury has done from the first second he started on the job here. How much time have you had so far to go through X's and O's and what type of style of basketball you want to play and, and the type of players that maybe fit that style? Not much, not much at all. <laughs> We've had a few <laughs> brief conversations uh, about how we want to play. We've watched the, some video, uh, which has been great. And then, you know, it's just been the portal right now, right? You're recruiting the portal. We had some guys we were re-recruiting here at Penn State. So a lot of that, you know, we've talked a lot about the student athletes we want to recruit. Now that's come up a lot in what coach is looking for with high character guys. So that's come up a lot. Our style of plays come up because, you know, I think he's had some, so many amazing experiences. If you look at Coach Shrewsbury, everywhere he's been, they've won. I mean, he's an absolute winner, and I think that's what he's going to bring here. So I think you're going to see a combination of everywhere he's been. You're going to probably see a little bit of Butler, a little bit of Purdue, a little bit of the Boston Celtics. Um, and then we just got to find guys like Jason Tatum, you know, and, and those kind of guys to add to this program. You mentioned the portal, and I think it's interesting just how much the landscape of college sports has changed because of the transfer portal. It's not just college basketball. Can you peel back the curtain and explain what it's like? What do you see as a coach on a day-to-day -day basis? And just explain basically what the names pop up. How, how does the transfer portal work for everyone out there? I have absolutely no idea. If you don't follow <laughs> Twitter, you'll have no idea. I just see tweets all day long. So-and-so enter the portal. So-and-so is going to enter the portal. So-and-so might enter the portal. So-and-so left the portal. Um, it, it, it's really, really a little bit chaotic, to be honest. Um, I, I don't even know how many names are in it today, maybe close to 1,400, 1,500. And all these guys have their reasons. So I respect why they're in there. Um, but then it's our job as a staff to dig through. You know, we're not just looking at guys that average 15, 16, 17 points. We, we need to find guys that are the right fit. And we have some great, great players right now on our roster. So we need just to add a few little pieces. But we've got to make sure they fit in with who we have as well. Um, and then also on the academic side, they've got to fit that as well. So um, the best advice I can say is you follow Twitter, you get a bunch of texts, you do a lot of research, and you watch film on guys you probably never have seen before. That's the best way I can put it. You mentioned the guys on your roster. As you come into a situation where you don't have the experience of having recruited those guys, what does it take to form relationships with the players who are already on the roster at Penn State? You know, I think they need to see how genuine Coach Shrewsbury is. So once they met with him, I think that was a huge factor. Um, a lot of these guys we've had relationships with, whether it be a high school coach, you know, AAU coaches, the old staff did an amazing job. They have some really great players, especially local, you know, guys in state. So there's a couple guys on the roster that I swung and missed on that came to Penn State. And uh, <laughs> although I used to say, hey, if you're going to go anywhere, go to Penn State, man. I want to watch them win. Um, so there were some guys that I already knew that coach knew a little bit in our staff. So I think that was a factor in having some of those relationships um, over the years with a lot of their coaches and AAU coaches or recruiting a family member that was on there. So, you know, I think that was something that's been important. As someone that would be heavily involved in recruiting, is there a specific area that the staff wants to recruit? Is it a national brand? How do you go about formulating that recruiting strategy as you step into to a new position now? You know, I, it's a great question, Brian. I think we'll go wherever there's great character players and that guys mm -hmm. that play hard on a Big Ten level. Um, obviously, I think the state of Pennsylvania is really important, the entire state. You know, we, we've got to do a great job of evaluating. And then all areas that you can drive to. So anywhere within three, four-hour driving distance is important. But that's not going to shut us away from a young man that's in Florida, where we have a lot of relationships, or somewhere in Texas, wherever it may be. 
you know, at Miami, I was the international guy. So I had to jump on a plane and, and go to Australia um, and go to some other different places throughout the year. So we'll go wherever we can find good players, have the relationships. But I think really doing a great job locally is important. I think we've really got to hone in on Pennsylvania and anywhere within three to four hour driving distance. How about for you? What has it been like to reconnect with some of the alumni of the program, not even just alumni of the program, but familiar faces, whether I think before we started, you said Rick Calusa and Dave Baker to see those guys again back in Happy Valley. I mean, it's, it, it's awesome. You know, obviously I followed Penn State. Sandy's done a great job of keeping some, some people that have been here, which I would call forever at Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dave Baker, I, I joked with him, I'm like, you are still here, Dave. And uh, <laughs> he came by the office for a quick second. But, you know, those are, you know, Rick Calusa, just great people that were great to me when I was a student here. So now it's kind of special for me to come back here with a family. They've kind of watched me grow up. Um, but, you know, st- you know, I can't wait to see Steve Jones. You know, he is Penn State. But Rick Calusa, I, I joked with him, we got to be nice to him. I know he runs the budget now. Um, so, but those guys have all been awesome. You know, talked to Dick Girardi um, before I came up here, but you just see throughout the town, you know, KP, so many people that you knew in some way uh, when you're here, someone like yourself getting to see you now on Zoom. Um, but that's something really special because I, I think Penn State, it's about the people. That's what mm-hmm. makes this place unique. That's what makes it special. And I think when you surround yourself with those people, you, you quickly see how special this place is. Did you have any idea when you were a head student manager that you'd be associate head coach at Penn State one day? No chance. No chance. Kirk Kanaski, Danny Earl would probably told me no way that would ever happen. So uh, they were great mentors when I was a manager. But, you know, again, I've been really lucky. You know, Ed DeChellis was a guy that when I was 19 years old, I got to meet. And he's a guy that when I've had big life decisions, I still call. Before I took this job, him and I spoke at length about it. Um, so it's, it's hard to imagine that people you meet when, you, again, you're 19 years old or, you know, 18, 20 years old have such an impact on your life. Um, but, you know, I think that's something important to learn. It's a great lesson. Like, you know, you never know in a classroom who's sitting next to you. Are they going to be a next CEO? Are they going to be this or that? You know, Coach Shrewsbury always jokes like he didn't know at 14, Brad Stevens is going to be the head coach of the Boston Celtics. They just became boys. Um, and I think that's when you see genuine relationships. So I'm so grateful uh, to all the people when I was a manager that were so kind and let me learn the ropes from them to, to get to this point. What interested you at the time in becoming a student manager? You're a Pennsylvania guy and you go to Penn State. How'd you get into it in the first place? Well, uh, I was a bad high school player, right? So I knew I couldn't play at this level. <laughs> Absolutely loved basketball. I got hurt my senior year in high school and actually ended up coaching a little bit on the ninth grade team, being like an assistant. And I knew right then and there I wanted to coach. So I, I came in with like a strange plan. I knew when I was 18 years old, I wanted to be a college division one basketball coach. So mm-hmm. we called a, um, a friend of ours, Dr. Bordy, um, reached out to him and he said, hey, my son is also a freshman. He wants to be a manager. So he was my brother's advisor. So he made some phone calls and uh, those phone calls led to us getting an interview and uh, Monty Schubick and Jerry Dunn hired us. And uh, it was a great, great experience and just love being part of something bigger than myself. So being a chance to, to be the guy handing out towels, everything, you know, I think that helped me prepare for this too. Like it, there's no job too little. We have no egos in this office, even coach Shrewsbury, like you know, there are no egos. And I think as a manager, you learn that quickly. So that's prepared me for this. 
it's a, probably a good way to wrap it up too. You said something bigger than yourself. That's almost in some ways what the basketball program can be. And any sports team can be at a place like Penn state where the entire university rallies behind whatever it may be, as long as it just has that blue and white or that Penn state emblem on it. Yeah. You know, that's the special thing here. You know, this community supports you. I mean, they are there. And that's why I think it's so important that we're out there as a new staff, once COVID restrictions allow us, um, but also our student athletes, like this is an amazing place to be. I mean, you see football, what coach Franklin's doing. I mean, you know, 108,000 in there, like they're going to come and support their teams. And that was a big draw for coaches. If you look across all the sports here, you know, again, Sandy Barber's done an amazing job. All these sports are winning. You know, I looked at our soccer teams the other day. I think it's like only eight teams in the country yep. that have both teams in the NCAA tournament. I mean, everybody here wins. And I know with Coach Shrewsbury, that's what we want to do. And when we do that, this community is just going to back you to the fullest. And we want to make this Bryce Jordan Center one of the hardest places to play. And we know it's going to be a challenge, right? We know it's not, hey, day one, poof, sold out arena or anything like that. But we want to get the community behind us because they're the ones that can change the environment in the Bryce Jordan Center. You brought up one more thing there that I want to end on now. You said yep. COVID. You're going through all this during COVID. How much more difficult has that made the transition just in general? And how excited are you to get through this and finally see people in person? It would be great to see people in person. I mean, we're absolute people. People. You know, as soon as you see Coach Shrewsbury, you'll see like his personality, the warmth of that. Um, it has been challenging, but it's been challenging for everybody. These last 16, 15 months across the country have created challenges. And I think something that's been really important that I learned from Coach Laranega and I also see from Coach Shrewsbury is you got to find the positives. If we sit here and dwell on everything about that, you know, I was able to be around my family this year more than I've ever been in coaching. That's something mm -hmm. I'll always take, you know, that I'm so grateful for. So I think it has been a challenge, but, it, you know, it's changed all of our lives in a unique way. Um, but I think we'll all be happy when we can take off our masks. My door is shut right now. I'm in my office. That's why the mask is off. So it's right here. Um, but I think once that goes away and we can all be back to, you know, rather than Zooms and emails and FaceTime, there's nothing like face-to-face. -face. And I think that's something that's really important. Well, we've all learned from it. Hopefully have grown from adversity and it's great to see you now, you know, a decade earlier, I wasn't calling you coach. Now you're coach Fisher. Congratulations. And we look forward to seeing the program. Get off to a great start here this fall. Thanks so much. Brian, you're the best, man. I appreciate it. Can't wait to see you in person. Adam Fisher, the associate head coach of the Penn State men's basketball program, our guest this week here on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.